On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're going to go over the first steps that a brand new agent or an industry vet who's trying to reinvent themselves should do with special guest Rick Gonzalez, host of the brand new Modern Agent Podcast. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what is up, Massive Agents? Welcome to episode number 52 of the Massive Agent Podcast. We have an awesome guest on today, kind of. I mean, I know him personally, so it, like, if you know him, he's not that cool. But you guys will think he's cool, and that's what's important. So we have, we have Rick Gonzalez today joining us. Rick is launching a new podcast that we're going to talk about. And, and so that's cool. I'm really excited because he's really focusing the podcast towards a certain segment of real estate agents. It's, um, you know, obviously it can appeal to everybody who's an agent, but specifically new agents or people who are trying to like, um, oh, what's the word? They're trying to like reinvent themselves. It's a great show for that. And so Rick is, I've known Rick for a few years, a couple of years now. We've met a few times in person. He first came to our real estate marketing mastermind in Park City, Utah a couple of years ago. And he, he's just a good dude. He's a great agent. He knows his stuff. He is down in Freeport, Florida with EXP Realty. And he's the founder of Freeport Insider. And so he's on today to talk. We're talking about new new agents. What, what are the first steps that a brand new agent should do? Or, or if you're completely, like if you've been in the business for 30 years and you're like, oh crap, I have to completely reinvent myself because you've noticed uh, everything's changed and it's taken you this long to realize it. We're going to help you figure out what to do. What are those first steps to do? So Rick Gonzalez, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Dustin? I appreciate that intro. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought you might. <laughs> but but let's, let's be honest. Like, you know, it's cool when, when people haven't met you, but then, you know, you're yeah. a little underwhelming. I'm not, but I say it no, with love. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you 100%. I'm definitely um, <laughs> un- unassuming, and un- but, you know, that's, that's part of my tactic. You know, I don't want to come out of the, out of the gate ah. and impress and, and right away. I like to sneak up on you. It's all strategy, right? All strategy. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm being hustled here by Rick Gonzalez. <laughs> exactly. First two games, I'll let you win. <laughs> Right on, right on. Uh, well, Rick, once again, uh, I forgot to introduce myself on my own show, which is awesome because uh, you know me and um, I'm not all there, really. So if you guys are new to the show, my name is Dustin Brome. I'm the host of the show, founder of the Massive Agent Society, that lead generation training system. And I'll talk, about more, I'll talk more about that at the end of the interview. I'm a national speaker, trainer, and marketing coach in the real estate industry for agents and mortgage people, mortgage companies. I'm also a realtor with eXp Realty in Salt Lake City and the co-founder of leadswebinar.com. And Rick, I, I, want to, uh, I want to tell everyone about a contest I'm doing for the next week. I want it, because this is coming out on Thursday the 20th, and I want this to be a pre-Christmas contest. So, and you, my friend, will probably find zero value in this whatsoever, but... <laughs> And I think you told me as much before we started recording. However, for, the, for those who do see value, I'm giving away a, a one-on-one, one-hour coaching and game planning session with myself 
completely free, and a free copy of Ryan Serhant's new book, Sell It Like Serhant, to one winner. All you have to do is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash 2019 contest. That's slash 2019 contest and enter to win. You can, there's a way to get more entries by sharing it and doing a couple other things. So go check that out. And one winner will be picked on Friday the 28th. So this, this contest will run for just one week from the 20th until the 27th of December, 2018. So massiveagentpodcast.com slash 2019 contest to win uh, one hour of one-on-one coaching and game planning with myself and Ryan Serhant's new book. So Rick, please do not enter because, uh, yeah. If, if I win, I'll, I'll <laughs> forego the hour of coaching if I can have a $5 Starbucks card. <laughs> I, I see. Apples, I, apples here. I heard the book is awesome. It is. It's a great book. Yeah. I love it. I should have you on my short on my show more often because I uh, appreciate the banter. It's good shit. <laughs> That's what I do. I know it is. Speaking of banter, so yes. we have some bantering to do to help out some of the new agents out there. There's there's always people in all economies in all markets jumping into the real estate business because it's a great industry. It's a great profession. It's it's freaking tough as hell. Yeah. But it's very rewarding. You can make a, a great living and there's a right and a wrong way to do things. So Rick, first, tell us quickly in 60 seconds or less, who are you and how did you get to this point? Okay. 60 seconds or less. All right. So I'm an Air Force uh, brat. I grew up in, in Europe in England. Air Force brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad, he's retired Air Force, 22 years. Um, and uh, he spent most of his time over in England. So that's where he met my mom. That's where I was uh, that's where I was raised. I wasn't born there. I was born in Holland uh, on a base, so still a citizen. Uh, but grew up in England, moved over here when I was uh, 15, finished off high school. I joined the Navy uh, against my father's wishes because obviously he's Air Force. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, I, I joined the Navy. I, I did my time in the Navy, uh, met some great people, got to do some awesome things, got out and came back here to the Emerald Coast, which for those of you guys not too familiar. It's it's up there in the Panhandle, so we're right below Alabama. So a lot of people refer to this area as L.A. Lower Alabama, um, but we got gorgeous beaches and it's a vacation town. So he retired here. I came back after the the Navy and got into resort management. And then about uh, what was it eight eight nine years ago when the uh, BP oil spill happened out here off the coast. Oh yeah, um, it's hard to forget that. Was, yeah, you know it didn't really impact our area. Our beaches did not have oil on them. But the the result of all of the publicity um, and all of the media, I hate the media, uh, was that reservations were canceled and jobs were lost, mine being one of them. So I was laid off by by the, the company here. Got a nice big fat check from BP though. And a, a buddy of mine who was a realtor at the time said, hey, you got a pretty good personality. You're good with people. Um, you know, you're you're easy to talk to. Um, you should think about getting into real estate. So I got my license and uh, actually passed the test July 3rd, um, eight, eight years ago, eight and a half years ago now. And um, so I've been doing real estate since then, uh, bounced around from brokerages. Um, some of you guys out there, if you've, if you've moved around, it's hard to find one that fits. So I, I've spent most of my real estate career finding a brokerage that really felt good to me. Um, and now that I'm, I guess, settled, I'm home. I feel like I found the right brokerage for me. 
Um, and now that, especially the last two or three years, um, once I got into um, the Snappack group and into that circle of people, um, I now feel like I've kind of got the uh, the foundation where I need it to be after <laughs> eight years in real estate. I finally feel like I'm starting to make some progress. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to regret saying this. And for anyone out there that knows you, they're going to understand why I'm going to regret saying this, but Ooh, everyone turn up your volume real quick. Okay. <laughs> there, there's been a lot of things that you've done that I've really liked. And so I've definitely copied a lot of your stuff. Hence, Freeport Insider, very similar to your Salt Lake Insider. Yeah, I see now what I've you got, got there. Very nice. <laughs> now, now I've got the modern agent instead of the massive agent. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and I've already told you and Frazier and some of the other people that, you know, one of my goals is to be a speaker. So um, for anyone out there, don't be afraid to find someone that's already doing what you want to do and just steal their shit and just do it. Because there's a lot of people out there that Dustin talks to that have no idea who I am and vice versa. So I can steal a lot of his shit and put my name on it and it'll be great. (laughs) Which is most of the plan. Yeah. That's, that's the big, that's the big chunk of the plan. Like nobody wants to completely recreate the wheel. You know, sometimes you just got to put your spin on it. And exactly. that's, a, that's essentially the premise behind my podcast is because I am not a 30 under 30 agent or I'm, you're not going to find Rick Gonzalez on any list of top producers or I, I'm just not there. So, and you don't is, play that game. You don't, you're not into the clicks and all, you know, the, some no. of the popularity contests that goes into stuff like that too. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm too old for that. I'll be 45 this month. And I'm not into it for that, but you know, my podcast is really about me finding my own path and, and in the process, you know, Gary Vee is always document, don't create. So that's what the podcast is. It's me documenting, interviewing people like you and Frazier and Neil and, you know, some other people who are now on the national stage and crushing it and doing all their stuff. I'm talking to you guys to find my own way and, and sharing that journey with the one follower I have right now. Hey, one, one's a good start. And then that's you can, my, you can my wife. She really, loves me. Well, that's nice of her to follow you because my <laughs> wife doesn't listen to me. And <laughs> it's true. She's like, uh, she's like, yeah, I don't need to know about real estate marketing. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. But nonetheless, no, it, your story is pretty similar to mine too. Cause like I, I've been an agent for about eight years and took me at least half of my career to figure out how to market the right way in a way that was true to me and my personality and what I like doing, what worked and what didn't work. And I, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard that story before, but you know, Rick's is similar to that. Like he's, he's figured out what works, what doesn't work. Um, you know, he mentioned his brokerage and, and he's trying to find the right fit and, you know, and then he finally did. And it, you just look, there's no, there's no, one single way to do things in this industry. There's so many different ways. And Rick and I were talking before we started here about, you know, there's so many different ways to, to win. You just have to, to know what the possibilities are, know who you are, what you're good at, what you're not good at, be honest about it, and then just go do shit consistently. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the big thing is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, when I got into real estate, all of the brokers, that I knew and, and had access to. Um, and this is not a bad thing, but they're all much older. 
all been in real estate for 20 plus years and they're very good at what they do, but their tactics were very dated. And, and for some people, when they're told to, you know, door knock and cold call, they just do as they're told and, and you can find success. But that stuff is just not, that's not for me. So I think, you know, the agents out there, you just have to be patient and really do a lot of research and talk to a lot of people and, and you know, get out there and see what, what people are doing and find what's comfortable. Because like you said, the consistency, you're only going to be consistent if you enjoy doing what you're doing. 100%. Otherwise, otherwise, you're going to go home and you're going to hate your job every day. And at that point, why did you ever stop having a job? Why not just go fucking have a job instead of being a realtor? You know, exactly. if you want to hate what you do every day, go get a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's so many agents in Facebook groups that are just whining and complaining. They go, you know, like, look, you chose this profession. <laughs> like, uh, look, and, and I complain. If you listen to my flash briefing, I, I talk about some of the issues that, that come up in transactions and I bitch about them. But I try to do it in like an educational rant type of way so that you learn something from it. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, like ultimately, yeah, I still vent. I still get frustrated and pissed off. And if you care, you will do the same. Like it's, it's hard not to get pissed off and frustrated if you care. So well, that happens to all of I, us. I think it's important, and I think it's important for them to hear that those vents and frustrations too so they know that you know, we're not sitting up here like everything's perfect, like we never have a bad day or we never have a client that shits on us. Or you know, It's important for them to hear that you know, we go through the same thing so that they know that they're not doing something wrong when they have a bad day. You know, the, sometimes I learn yeah. more from the vents and the bitching than I do from the, you know, the, the actual lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just the way that, that it's delivered that resonates with somebody where if it was said with a different mm-hmm. energy in a different way that they would have just ignored it or it wouldn't have, wouldn't have connected with them for whatever reason. So, yeah. yeah. And that's well, and that's where my podcast comes in because, like I said, I'm I'm really going to be taking a lot of what I've learned from you and Neil and Fraser and Chelsea and Shani and 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 a lot of the other people I've talked to over the last few years. I'm taking a lot of that information and just you know presenting it in my own way because sometimes, like you said, you've got to hear it from someone different or you got to hear it just a little bit differently for it to click and make sense. So that's what I'm hoping to do. If I can just reach a few people by just swooshing your information a little bit differently, then I'm good. Well, and dude, it's not like the stuff I'm talking about, I invented, you know, like I had to learn this stuff before too. And all the concepts in in the marketing world are tried and true principles that have been that way for a long time. Like they just evolve slightly and and you, they're worded or presented in a slightly different way with a different spin on it. And, and some res like whatever people who listen to this show might not like one of the other big shows in the industry and mm-hmm. vice versa because of right. just the way I present things. And, and they're going to like yours maybe better than mine because of the way you present certain things. And, and it just, it, it's, it's all about just finding what's true. But yep. Rick, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. So your, your new podcast is, it's called the, the modern agent podcast. Yep. And when does it launch? So <clears throat> the modern agent podcast, we, we've got four episodes recorded now. Um, if you search for it, it's out there on iTunes and Spotify and everything right now, but it's just a quick five minute intro from me. So you probably hear a lot of the same stuff that we're talking about today. Uh, the, the really good episodes that I'm going to launch with are launching on Christmas Eve. So December 24th, all four episodes are going to be out there for you. So if you find it and you like it, you can just binge on it for 
I think we're probably about two and a half or three hours worth of good stuff. Nice. Well, that's debatable. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Rick. Not because of me, okay. but because of my guest. Oh, hey, you were <laughs> one of the guests. I mean, at least you should like your episode because you're on there. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I I hear myself a lot, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of over, over myself. <laughs> I hear you a lot too. Uh, oh. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, so I see what you did there. What Rick did with his podcast, and this is something that whenever I, I teach podcasting, if I'm training or presenting or whatever, it it's smart to like before you really announce to the world that, hey, this show is live, go and submit some content like episode one or like Rick did a little intro, submit it to iTunes, submit it to all the different platforms so that it's approved. Then it's ready to go. And there's no, there's no delays. So many people are like, hey, I'm launching my show on this date before it ever gets approved. And then there's some delay, some error, some issue. And this happened with one of our close friends with, with her show, which is... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's freaking hilarious to me. But nonetheless, it it just it prevents that because you know your show's already approved. It's already there. Now you can just upload more episodes and boom, the bulk of the content's there and then you roll with it. So that was smart. That was good. Yep. Very okay, nice. I, I listen. One of the things I, I do is, is I do try to listen and pay attention to what other people are doing. So, um, <clears throat> And then you've said it more than once. So, you know. I do repeat myself quite often. Yeah. It's you know, but people you know, like, I mean, you and I, both huge Gary Vee fans. You know, people bitch about oh, it's the same thing over and over again. That's the beauty of it, guys. Is this stuff is not new? It's not rocket science. You're going to hear a lot of the same stuff over and over again because it works. People just aren't doing it. <laughs> right? There's no magic pill. You just got to do it. Right. Well, and sometimes, like you could hear something a hundred times, but then once it's said slight, it's said differently with a little extra or different energy. The hundred and first time hits you. It resonates with you. You internalize it and you act on it. It's yep. bizarre how that works, but that's human nature. And so that's, that's just what it is. So yeah, I agree. Okay. So Rick, people yep. who are new to the business or reinventing themselves, what are some of the very first things that they should do? Uh, um, let's talk to a brand new agent. Like if they want to, if they're not yet a realtor, they're just taking their course they're about to take their test. What are the first things that they should plan on doing as soon as they get an active license? So, and this, this is going to be a compilation of the, the first four episodes. There, there's definitely some trends that, that I've realized after interviewing the, the first four, four guests I had on. And, you know, this business is all about people. It's all about relationships. So, the, the best thing I can say for a brand new agent is to take inventory of all the relationships that you currently have. Um, and that's not going to be different than what you may have heard years ago if you were at one of the big box brokerages when they tell you to take out your phone and call everyone you know and tell them you're in real estate. But don't do that. But what you need to do is you do need to take inventory and compile a database because in this relationship business, it is a lot easier for you to love on people that you already know who already have a relationship with you. They already know you. They already like you. Maybe they trust you. Maybe they don't, but you can work on that. So, so create your database out of the people you know and interact with now. I mean, that's everyone from your, your doctor and your, you know, the guy, your mailman, everybody, your friends. Um, Neil said it as everyone that you would invite to your wedding. Um, <clears throat> so create your database and then start planning systems, whether it be monthly newsletters 
or, or mail outs or whatever to keep in touch with them outside of social media. Um, because I, I'm a big believer after talking to the people I've talked to that if instead of going out and finding strangers that you have to break down walls and, and try to build some kind of a, a common ground with and build a relationship with, why not just nurture the relationships you already have? Those people are going to refer you a lot faster than Joey Bag of Donuts that just came in through, through Zillow lead or, or a Facebook lead or somebody. I mean, he, it's probably, you know, Mickey Mouse at 123 Main Street. You can't build a relationship with that guy very easily. But people you've known for, for years, the relationship is already there. Half your work, half of the, the lead generation and nurturing process is already done for you. So, yes, they might know another agent, but it doesn't mean that that agent is better than you. It doesn't mean that they would choose the other agent over you. You've got to put your hat in a ring and get in front of them. So build your database, and then you've got to, um, like I said, start building ways that you're going to stay in front of them. You know, um, I used to do my Ricky G show, which is, is actually, um, I guess we'll announce it here first. The Ricky G show is going to be coming back in January. Oh, yay, um, Ricky G show. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know what the hell that is, what's the Ricky G show? Well, so a uh, few years ago, I guess th- about three years ago now, when Facebook Live first started, um, it, it was just, it was something that I started, but it was a guy that lived here in my era. He had his own show and I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. He could get on every morning, Facebook Live and just, just talk. And so I started my own and obviously copying Gary, I like to copy people, <laughs> Copy Gary V and the Gary V show. I started the Ricky G show um, where I would go live every morning about 8.30. And I would just talk, and this was on my personal page. I would just talk to my friends and family and whoever was watching. It was public. I, I didn't you know, keep it to friends. I just broadcast it public so we'd have some strangers every now and again. But every morning, Monday through Friday, 8.30, I just get on talk for about 10, 15, 20 minutes or until nobody else was listening, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ran that for almost two years. I did like 200 and something episodes. Um, obviously missed a few days, uh, but it was pretty consistent. And the, the thing that I learned from that is that if you are just consistently in front of people, it's amazing how the relationship builds. Um, I had strangers who I didn't even know were watching the show here in my town that when I go grocery shopping at the grocery store, they'd be like, hey, Ricky G. And I'm like, oh shit, who the hell is that? Um, but so that kind of solidified that the video thing works. So the Ricky G show, the reason I'm bringing it back is because it is one more way, one that doesn't cost me any money, two that's very quick and easy to do. It's just me opening up my laptop and talking for 15 minutes. But my, my sphere of influence, my friends on social media will see me every single morning for 10 or 15 minutes. Maybe they watch, maybe they don't, but I'm there. So something like that, some kind of a, a, a newsletter or something that, that you know, um, you can send them where they're in the mail, uh, preferably uh, old school mailbox is, is not dead as your, um, your guy was, was talking about the guy that did uh, jiggler. Yep. Ray Wood. Yep. Yeah. With the, I like yeah, if, there's <clears> a right or wrong way to do it. Right. I mean, like yeah. anything, but I think it's important. I think, you know, now when I go through my, my mail at the mailbox, I take it and I go straight to the trash can. And then I sift through it over the trash can. And yep. the only, only things I keep are something that looks handwritten or, or super important. Everything else goes right in the trash. So, you know, uh, Neil is a huge believer in the newsletter. He's been doing newsletters for years and, and he gives it 
a lot of weight. Um, and that would be Neil Mathweg, so, host of the uh, Onion Juice podcast, or I guess as of what is it now, Agent Rise. Agent Rise. It's now the Agent Rise podcast. Oh, so, Neil, I don't like it. I'm not a fan, Neil. I like Onion Juice. It's in your blood now, right? The Onion Juice. Yeah. <laughs> you can't change it midstream. But, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing you got to do, I think, is you got to get your database and you got to start talking to them. You got to, you know, put something out. And, you know, we're always talking about the 80-20 mix of, of having, you know, just a little bit of real estate. So, you know, in the newsletter, you know, just talk to them. Assume they don't follow you on Facebook. And once a month, maybe just write a short newsletter. Just lets them know what's been going on that month. You know, hey, you know, Timmy's got straight A's again, or he's taking up karate or whatever. And, you know, we're taking a vacation and, you know, oh, I had, you know, two new listings and just sprinkle a little bit of real estate in there so they know, um, you know, don't, it's not a, a newsletter that you're sending out that has just listed, just sold and all that kind of crap on it. It's, it's for them to know you. It's all, all the same stuff that you should be doing on social media. Just condense it down into a newsletter. Um, and then, you know, you can do like Neil says, he calls it his chase where you can go out and go after new business with Facebook ads or, or something like that. You know, you need to have more than one way that you're trying to get business in. But I, I, I think you shouldn't really start that until you at least get your database in place and you start yeah. talking to them. I agree. Um, yeah. Once you're in the business, you have to let people know that you're in the business. Yeah. You and know that. Don't be a yeah. secret agent thing, but exactly. And <clears throat> you mentioned up front too that you do not recommend, you know, once you get your list of people you know to just like start hitting them. I don't like doing that no, either I, because like you could screw that up and have a terrible first impression. Well, and I I think the big thing is is you know that that database that you're growing. You know, um, I forget what book it was, but they were saying, you know, um, actually, no, it was Simon Sinek just the other day. I was watching a video with him and he was saying that there's that there's a law out there that says that each person really can only manage 150 relationships at a time. So, you know, you don't have to have all of you like, you know, you're not trying to be best friends with all 150. So maybe you can have 200, 300 people in your database. But that database, once you get it compiled, I mean, that's that's your business. That's that should be protected and nurtured and loved on like nothing else, you know, like it's one of your children or your favorite dog or something. So no, don't call them and do that same old bullshit of, Hey, do you know anyone wants to buy or sell real estate? Yeah. That drives don't me out of that my because they're going to stop answering your phone calls, you know, reach out, pick up the phone. Hey Bob, how's it going? You know, we haven't talked in a while, this, that, and the other, like actually have a real conversation and, and your whole goal is to nurture and improve the relationship. Yeah, and it has don't to be even, genuine. It, yeah, it don't, even, don't even mention real estate. Just talk up to Bob about Bob. Hey, Bob, what's going on? How are the kids? How's the family? Mm-hmm. Don't even mention real estate. At some point, they will probably ask you, well, how's everything going with you? Oh, it's going pretty good. You know, I got my license recently or, you know, I'm still in real estate. However you can put it in, I'm sure they will ask at some point and then you mention it. But yes, that's not the reason for the phone call. The reason for the phone call is to improve the relationship with Bob. That's yeah. it. End of story. I love that. That and there's a huge difference there. It's not, you know, you you yes, you make a list, you you build your database, email addresses, phone numbers, addresses, mm-hmm. like as much as you possibly can, get that, but then you do not blast them blast everyone. Hey, I'm an agent now. If you know anyone who wants to buy or sell a house, contact me. It's like awesome. <clears throat> that's that's what everyone yeah. needs is a is someone that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Right. That's the impression you give when you're like, hey, I'm, I just got my license and now I'm selling homes. 
Yeah. But the way around that, like Rick said, is you just, you rekindle a, a relationship or, or you reconnect or maybe it's someone that you just talked to last week, but you call them again and shoot the shit with them. And like, oh yeah, I just got my license. You know, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing this, 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 and this. And, and now they know. And they yeah. know in a way that they're not going to be like, they're not going to be rolling their eyes over because yeah. it, it happened naturally and uh, organically within a, a genuine conversation. That's the right way to, to let your network know at the start that you're now in business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, was, uh, you know, when I was interviewing David Greenspan, you know, I mean, that, that's his thing is he's so low energy, dude. I can't, <laughs> I love that guy. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. If you're listening, you don't know who David Greenspan is. You need to check him out right now. Uh, Mindshare101.com. The dude is, he's a beast. He's from Canada. So hopefully you don't, don't hold that against him. Huge hockey fan, but the guy is like high energy and he knows his shit. But you know, the, the other thing too, though, and, and you might have been getting to this. You asked me about what would you do first, but let's say you're one of these new agents who, you know, maybe the first week you, you get a deal, you know, someone calls up and say, Hey, Dustin, can I buy a house? And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Once you get that deal, <laughs> like really, cause you, well, you know, it happens. There's a, there's going to be, there's a brand new yeah. agent out there somewhere today who, who they got a, just got their license yesterday and today they're sitting floor duty and someone's going to call them and try to buy a million dollar house. And I mean, it's going to happen. I, I've, I'm no, I've heard stories of it happening before. It will happen again. But once you get business, now you, I mean, the whole thing, here's Frazier's thing, the CX, the, the customer experience is, I mean, that's your thing. So loving on your database and then providing exceptional value. I mean, when you finally get someone who raises their hand, you've really got to, overdo it and impress them with your service because that, as I'm learning from everyone else, that's your brand. That experience 100%. is your brand. So, and I'm sure there's people out there that are like, well, that sounds great, but how do we do it all? But we'll get to it. I promise. If you listen long enough, you will figure it all out. And that's why we do these shows. It, that's exactly why <laughs> the how and the what is all in like go back and listen to previous episodes of this, of this show binge on Rick's when it's launched on the, on Christmas Eve. Like that's, that's what you're going to be getting. And uh, man, it's, it, and here's the thing too. And I want to add one more and you might've been going here. You probably were, but on top of what you just said, the next thing too, is aside from giving just a great experience and of course you had to go nerd out and say CX, you just had to go there. Didn't you? For you, Frazier. Freaking nerd! But you know, I love it because nobody around here uses that term, so it just makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, human beings don't use that term unless they're like really nerdy Silicon Valley, like you know, developer peeps, like Google peeps, and Fraser. But it's all good because uh, customer experience—it makes sense. Above and beyond that, you also have to let people know that you do that. That's why yeah. marketing is so effective. And I've been, I've been on this kick lately about letting people know, especially brand new agents, because I did not understand this till I was like four years into the business and it pisses me off. <laughs> the emphasis on marketing was not there from my mentor or even from the team I was with. Yep. It was not about that. And so the difference between the agent that sells 150 homes a year and the agent that can't pay their bills and is struggling and you know only sells a few a year 
they could both be amazing agents with great customer experience. But if you don't, if people don't know you exist, you don't. Yep. You've got to learn marketing too, which is, you know, Rick's show, my show, lots of other shows, lots of ideas, lots of things to do. You just have to figure out what's, figure out what you want to do, what you're good at, what you like doing. And man, I can't talk about this enough. And you've, you've heard this in previous episodes, but there's so many different ways to do things and different things to do. But if you find something you enjoy doing and that you're good at, you will be able to do it long enough to see success. And that's the key. Yeah, definitely. If you're good at it, but hate it, you are not going to stick you're not going to stick with it long-term because why would you stick with something you hate long-term? Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, and it, well, liking it makes it easy. I'm not going to say that you couldn't do it. You know, you can. There, are, I know a lot of people who are, you know, complete badasses in the gym, but they hate it. But they go every day for an hour and they do it to get it over with because they know it's good for them. They don't enjoy it, but they do it. So you, if you're super, super, super disciplined, you don't have to enjoy it. I encourage you to find something you enjoy because it will make it a whole lot easier and a lot more fun. Yeah. But, but the consistency is the key. You know, we talked about that. And I mean, I know Neil's been beating this to death recently with his discipline on, on his podcast. And I shared one of my favorite videos out there. If you haven't seen it is Denzel Washington doing the little motivational speak on stage to some young actors. And, and he breaks it down and he says, you know, that dreams without goals remain dreams and ultimately fuel disappointment. Ooh, I like and, that. Right? It's good shit, right? Yeah, I haven't so, seen that. I'm going to have to watch it. And by oh, the way, dude, how much did Neil awesome. pay you for all these plugs today? What this, the hell? Let's uh, see what I'm doing is, you notice, I've, a I've, massive I've, agent takeover I've, I've here. plugged you. I've plugged David Greenspan. I'm plugging Neil. These are all guests on my show. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm this is, <laughs> you know, but so, so Denzel, go see it. It's, uh, if you just look up Denzel Washington motivational speech, and it's the one where they're all standing on stage. But so, yeah, so dreams without goals remain dreams, ultimately fuel disappointment. And then the next part is that between goals and achievement is discipline and consistency. So, you know, don't go see, like, don't go to Agent 2021 and see Brome and Frazier and them all talking and come back and be all hyped up like, oh, it was a great conference. Uh, because and, and don't do anything about it because the motivation of going to a conference is only going to last about five minutes. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to create the systems and the discipline where, okay, every day I'm going to call my database. Every day I'm going to do this. Every day I'm, And you've got to have the system in place and be disciplined to follow it through consistently, whether you enjoy it or not. Obviously, like I said, if you enjoy it, it's going to be easier and more fun for you to do it. But even if you don't like it, if cold calling is the thing you choose and you hate it, as long as you do it every day and you do it well, it will work for you. It's yeah, your it, choice. Uh, like I agree with you to a point. I because absolutely. And and you mentioned the gym, you know, like people people don't like exercise, but they do it. I want you from the start, if you're a new agent, to think about building a business versus just a profitable job. Most agents are like, if they stop doing the work that they're doing, if they stop making phone calls, if they stop door knocking, if they stop all of the activities they're doing because they're a solo agent, they don't get paid. Like the biz, the, the whole, the whole thing just comes crashing down because it was totally dependent on them. 
And, and so, you know, one of the reasons why I chose my brokerage is because it, it gives extra, extra um, revenue streams that can help like take the emphasis off just commission so that you can get a little bit more freedom and, and have some residual stuff going on uh, to remove yourself from the equation at some point. So, yeah. you know, yes, you can make a lot of money for years, for sure. Door knocking, cold calling, doing all this stuff or whatever it is that you hate, you can, yes. But at some point, and maybe it's 15 years later, you're going to get to the point where you're like, can't do it. I'm not going to make one more goddamn phone call because I freaking hate it. Then yeah. if your whole business was built on that, you have to reinvent yourself and completely change everything. So I, yeah. it, yes. And so I think there's a component of like taking what, what you're saying, which is, which is, I mean, you're, you're right, Rick. You're, you're right. It's not that you're wrong. I'm so just, glad this is recorded. I'm, I'm, well, on playback, I'm going to get a <laughs> snippet and add it to the intro of my show. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong, Rick. You're right. There. I love it. Modern agent podcast. Boom. Techno. I think that's exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> Woo. I don't even know what I was talking about. There's the squirrel for the day. I, yeah. I stopped listening when you said I was right. I I, I completely blacked out. I didn't, I don't even know what just no, happened. I mean, your, your point was that, you know, yes, you can be successful doing anything, but for the longevity of your business, it needs to be something that you you enjoy and you're good at. Otherwise, yes. it's going to be extremely hard. And like you said, at some point, you're going to want to stop. You're tired of doing something you hate doing. You're going to quit. And, and in most real estate businesses, when you stop working, you stop earning. And, and that's yep. when you let... Yep. And, the, and it's not just real estate. I mean, that's, that's business. And so many people who run their own business, small businesses, it's not a business. It's a, it's a job that they own themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But right. if your goal, it, if you're getting into the real estate industry because you've heard that you know fortunes can be made and you can have all this freedom and everything like that, that's absolutely true. But you have to begin with the end in mind. Yeah. If eventually, you're going to want to take a step back and have a business that operates and functions and has revenue, whether you're out there doing the work or not. You kind of have to start laying that groundwork from day one. And so, and you can build that on doing something you hate. If you could just get other people involved in the business to then replace you in doing those activities, you could yeah. do that, but begin with the end in mind. That, that's the whole thing that I wanted to say is begin with the end in mind. You want to be able five, 10, 20 years from now, remove yourself from it, have it be a business that you can walk away from. You could sell, you could, you know, uh, pass down to your kids, pass you know, bring a partner on all of the above. Like, you know, there's so many options because the real estate industry, the real estate business is a business just like any other. Uh, you just have to think of it that way. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and working backwards is, is always easy. You know, I mean, if you start off thinking, okay, I just got to get this deal and I just got to get the next deal. That's, that's a really, really hard way to grow a business. Like you really do need to start, you know, at the, the goal and work backwards from there and see how it plays out. Exactly. Yep. Uh, the, the one thing that, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you again for like tactically after somebody has their, their database and they, they make that first, uh, they reach out for the first time genuinely mm-hmm. to have that conversation and to rekindle a relationship with somebody. Uh, once they've done that, what's another tactical thing that they can do right from the start to jumpstart their, uh, their 
confidence, their knowledge, their exposure to potential clients, all that? Like, do you think they should be doing open houses or is there something else you recommend? No, well, open houses, if, if you have access to listings as a new agent, then yeah, open houses are, are super, super uh, good at, at, you know, you've got, you've got the inventory, you've got a house to talk about. You're going to have people come in, even if they're looky-loos, because as a new agent, I just think practice yes. is, is key. So I would say open Absolutely. houses. And then if you have someone else in your office, or even if they're not in the office, if you just have another agent that you have a fantastic relationship with, go on showings with other people, you know, so open houses and showings because the more practice you get at talking to someone at a showing or, or hearing someone else talking about maybe you can like here in my area, we have a lot of condos. I used to go with other agents on showings just so I could hear how they would explain the condos and the views and the amenities to their buyers. Because I mean, if I don't have a buyer that day, I'm either going to be sitting in the office, searching the MLS, making phone calls or, I might as well be out learning kind of boots on the ground kind of tactics, you know, like, Oh, okay. I see what you did there. I see how you did this. Mm-hmm. So open houses are the same way. You know, you're going to have people come in, you're going to be able to have a real conversation with a real buyer about a real property. And that that's the best kind of practice you can get. And, and, you know, they always say you're not going to sell a house from an open house, but you never know you might, but if you don't, at least you're having real conversations. And I think that, that kind of practice is invaluable. So yes, definitely open house and then definitely either go on showings with other, with other people or offer if, if you, you know, someone just needs a showing assistant for a day, raise your hand and go, go be a showing assistant. And I want to mention this real quick too. So we had, since you keep plugging Neil Mathweg, I may as well bring him up again. <laughs> By the way, great podcast. And we have some, uh, Whatever some it's exciting called. collaboration that uh, you, you guys aren't expecting coming up with with Neil and his show over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. There's there's a forthcoming announcements that uh, haven't been seen in, in our industry before. So do I know about tuned. this? I, I think you do, Rick. I think you might even. Oh. Uh, I think oh. you might know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, see. Hey. Uh, now I, guess I, I thought it was something new. I was like, what do I? What do I know? Well, about? it is new. It's the first of its kind thing very, very, very that our industry's ever seen. So stay tuned for that. But yes. we had Neil on the show back on episode 31. So go back to episode 31 of the Massive Agent Podcast. And he he's kind of talking about this topic too, but his was starting over as a realtor because he was a realtor. Then he became the CEO of his brokerage. Then he, he uh, let go of that and became a realtor again. And he learned some lessons along the way. Uh, really good stuff from him. And what brought that up in the first place is talking about open houses. Neil has a great open house system that he uses and he, he describes that and talks about that in episode 31. So go back and listen to that after this, of course, not right (laughs) now, but finish this, go back and listen to that. And that'll add some more context. Um, Like you said, the practice is key because Mm -hmm. um, you know, confidence and being secure in who you are and what you know, really goes a long way. Like the, the mental game is huge in our yeah. industry and in business in general and in life for God's sakes. Yeah. And so if you, if you go do some open houses for agents in your office and, and, and look, if you're brand new, yeah, I understand you're not going to have listings, but people in your office will. And a lot of them don't like to do open houses or, or they can't. So just say, Hey, do you mind if I do an open house at your listing next week? 
you do it and then you get the practice of people coming in and you get to interact with them and learn what kind of questions buyers have and you get to build confidence in interacting with buyers and interacting with with people in your new role as an agent. Yep. And the more you do that, you know, each time you do the first one's probably going to be very uncomfortable. But once you get that out of the way, the second one's going to be like, "Oh, cool. I've already done this." Third one's going to be even easier. Yeah. And then you build this confidence that I can do this. Like I do know what I'm talking about. I can interact with people. I can have conversations about real estate, even though I'm new. Once you build that confidence, guess what? You're going to build your appointments. You're going to build the deals you close. You're going to, you know, you're going to start building a business. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, it's funny, you know, we were talking before we came on, on the air um, briefly about scripts you know, and, and I, I used to do door-to-door sales uh, for about a year. Um, and, and that was the first time I'd ever really been exposed and, and required to use a script for anything. And I hated it, but it worked. And, and for everyone out there, scripts don't work. Here's the thing with scripts. Scripts, you just have to learn so freaking well that you use your own words. And the script is just like a, uh, it's a like a skeleton. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone out there has the same bone structure, right? We all have the same bones in our bodies. But, but what's on the outside is what makes us unique. You know, we look differently. Your, your script is really just the skeleton of your conversation. It's the structure of the conversation that gets you from point A to point B. How you dress it up with your own vernacular, your own words, you know, how you put your flavor on it to make it sound like, you know, Dustin saying it. That's what makes it yours, but you can't do that until you know what you're you're trying to say. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna miss things. You know, if you're on the phone or if you're in yeah. front of someone for a very limited point of uh, uh, period of time, you have to make sure you don't miss things. And the last thing you want to do is look like an idiot in front of a client, and you're like, oh, I forgot to ask this. Oh, I forgot to mention this, and because then they're gonna start looking at you like, well, do you even know what you're doing? So the script keeps you on track, so you ask all the questions get all the information you need. And when they leave, you're done. But you know, if they get you off script and start talking about little Timmy, that's fine. You know, your script so well that when they do that, you say, okay, great. So now, you know, this, and you take them right back to what you were trying to get because you have to get your information so you can serve the client. So don't run out and buy scripts right away. But whatever your conversation is at the open house, like Dustin said, the first one's going to suck. You're going to be nervous. They, they're going to ask questions you don't, need, you don't know. Write them down and start creating a script. Start compiling information and a structure that's going to make you look like you're extremely well prepared and know what the hell you're talking about. And, and you can just build your own script. That's all it is. Practice. 100%. I'm so glad you talked about the scripts in that context because I get asked a lot because I do I do one-on-one coaching, I do consulting and, and training, uh, and and I get asked a lot, hey, what scripts do you recommend? Or, hey, can you send me some scripts on this or that? I don't use scripts because the script, it's not the words that you need to know. It's what the hell you're trying to say. Right. It's what you're trying to say, what you're trying mm-hmm. to ask. That is what what's important. Then you figure out how to say it your own way then you can right. say it with confidence and it's natural and it doesn't feel scripted. We all know when we're talking to somebody who's reading a script. Oh my God, it's terrible. It's absolutely awful. And so if, you, if you're reading scripts and you're not, and you're focused on just the words, 
yeah. rather than what you're trying to ask or what you're trying to say. You sound exactly the same. You sound robotic and ridiculous, just like every telemarketer that you've ever spoken to that you make fun of and that you hang up on, you know, like yeah. it's, it's all about what you're trying to say and then figure out how to say it your own way. Yeah. And then if you get distracted or, you know, the squirrel comes into play, you can get right back on track because you know what you're trying to say or, or ask. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, and I think, you know, Chris Smith does a great job of, of this in, in his book, um, which is, it escapes me. The conversion, conversion code. code. Yeah, the conversion code. That's a fantastic book. If you're looking for somewhere to start, he's got some some tactics in there that that are very similar to what we used to use when I was door to door. But again, the thing is, is is that those books and and those scripts are like Dustin said, they're a starting point. That is not something that you're going to have sitting next to your desk and read verbatim when you're on the phone to a client, because you're going to you're going to sound like an idiot. Um, so it's a starting point. That's why they, they do, we used to call it practice pitch, but that's why they do, um, you know, role play and all this other stuff, because you need to go through these scripts so, so many times that you deviate from those words and use your own. And now it doesn't sound scripted. And that's when you're ready to kind of throw the book away and, and go it on your own. But, you know, it's all about if you're trying to get information from the client, so you know, oh, you know, hey, okay, so you have three kids and you have a dog, so you're going to need this many bedrooms, probably want a fenced-in backyard. Like you want to ask questions to get information you need so you can find them in the right house, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe on a listing, you know, you're, you're trying to extract information. Okay, why are you selling? Where are you going? What are you looking for? What do you hate about this house? What do you love about this house? So you need to get that information, but you want it to be conversational. You don't want to sit down with a checklist. Some people I'm sure do, but wouldn't it be more fun if you just sat down and had a conversation with someone still got all the information you needed from them. And it felt like you were just having coffee and a chit chat. Well, that's that's what's going to work. That's where you make a connection with the potential client. You know, if you just come in and robotic and they can tell you like have this script in your head or this checklist in your head and you don't waver from it and you, you know, you seem just like stiff, right? They're not, people hire who they know, like, and trust. And it's hard to like a robot. It's hard to like someone that just will not, will not waver from their script. Danger, Will Robinson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So scripts have a place, but just remember they're, they're a start. You know, don't, don't exactly. rely on the script for, for everything, but you do need to practice it at, at least at the beginning, you know, until you get comfortable. So. Love it. Love it. Well, Rick, uh, let's, yes. uh, we're going to wrap it up here in a sec, but we, every time we have a guest on, I have some, some questions for you, some either or questions, rapid fire questions, if you will. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Fantastic. I, I'm going to have to, I should have thought of like some gotcha questions for you. Oh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who knows? I, I can be, I can be pretty uh, impromptu. So let me see if I can figure something out along the way here. Oh boy. But Facebook or Instagram? Ooh, Instagram lately. Oh, Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Book or podcast? Podcast. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Alexa or Google Home? Alexa. Of course, I didn't unplug her, so here she... <laughs> nope. Oh, dear God. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa talking about Google Home. Yes. Yeah, that was weird. Was she... Maybe she had her do that again just to know what she's talking about. Anyways. 
I think she's just bad-mouthing Google Home, actually. <laughs> Did you hear that? She said they suck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, burgers or pizza? Oh, pizza. New York or L.A.? New York. Red Sox or... What? Red Sox. <laughs> I'm just no. Red Sox or Yankees? Yankees. Kidding me. That's not even a question. It was. It was a good one. No. And uh, an antagonistic one, which is awesome. Mountains or beach? Ooh, well, you did that one on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I live by the beach, and I, I'm so sick and tired of it that I would say <laughs> mountains. Ooh, nice. Of course I did it on purpose. Rick, I live life on purpose. <laughs> See what I did there? A nice bumper sticker slogan. Right. Yep. Uh, that surprises me. I thought you'd say beach for sure, but... No, I, it's, I think it, when, when you've been by it so much, I mean, it's, it's beautiful down here. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's, it's nice to have a change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sun or snow? Still like the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Mac or PC? Mac. Real estate bubble or no bubble? Ooh. Um, can, we, can we be safe and say correction? Like correction, not crap? Sure, if you want to skip around the freaking question, like this is a CNN interview or something, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's the only options I have is is bubble, no bubble, I'll say bubble. Okay. And do you have like a do you have like a, a front end loader like backing up in your driveway or something? What's what's the going on yeah, in the background? I, I was hoping you guys can hear that. Yeah, they're they're building a the neighborhood next to me. I've got a house being built right behind my lot, so they're uh, they're filling in the lot. Lovely. Sucks. No, it's terrible. You probably have a lot of dust everywhere then. No, not so much dust. Um, cause I got my fence. That's up, lucky. So yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty lucky, but yeah, pretty lucky. I think that, that goes on from about seven in the morning to seven at night. <laughs> lucky. Mm, lucky stuff, Rick. Extremely. Podcast or vlog? Podcast because vlogs are so damn hard to record. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. watching them though. But I still like podcasts better. YouTube or IGTV? Oh, is IGTV still a thing? YouTube. <laughs> I guess it's still a thing. Yeah. YouTube or Facebook Live? Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, I should say YouTube, but I'm going to say Facebook Live. Why should you say YouTube? Who, because who's I, there I, with a gun to I, your head? I feel like YouTube is... I feel like I should be doing more on YouTube because of the searchability and the evergreen aspect oh. of it. Whereas YouTube, I mean, of uh, YouTube live, Facebook live is, uh, is yeah. I'm, I, I, Facebook live final answer. <laughs> final answer. <laughs> final answer. No, dude, I completely no. underutilize YouTube as well. And, um, Ray Wood, the, the co-founder of Jiggler, he was, yeah. he's like, you have to get your podcasts up on YouTube. And I've been hearing this and there, there's mixed, si- mixed uh, really? information and, and mixed opinions in the industry about should you put your podcast up on YouTube? Yes or no. Huh. Cause like uh, John Lee Dumas does for entrepreneur on fire. And that's a huge show. Well, and there's a lot of those, those motivational videos. I mean, they're just, you know, some cheesy background yeah. graphics with, with the, the yep. text going on top. Yep. Yeah. But, but like you said, YouTube's a huge search engine and mm-hmm. there's a lot of discoverability. So yeah, I'm looking at a service called, um, oh, I'm going to have to find it. Let me see. This is this is worth looking up here while you're on here. What's it called? 
That's interesting. I didn't even think about putting the podcast on there. That's well, and there's this service. It's like twenty bucks a month, and they'll take your podcast and and create like a waveform video with graphics on it, um, automatically and automatically put it up on your YouTube channel. And so, it, wow. what's that called? Damn it! Sounds like um, a good twenty dollars right there. Right. Yeah. So I've I've been seriously looking at that. It's called like Unsomething. Damn it! Oh. What's that? Let's see. This is worth Googling. Dun, dun, I don't want to come back to it while we're not on the topic. Tune so in next week. On. Tune in right <laughs> now. Tune in in 10 seconds from now. Like, like one of the old like Superman cliffhanger TV shows. Yes. Let's Tune see. in next Podcast week. on YouTube. How to get... Po- Guys, this is worth the wait. I promise. Hello, to- Dustin. Find the answer. Dun, 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 Stay dun, tuned. Dun. How to put podcast on YouTube. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Almost there. By the time you find it, they've changed it. It's no longer twenty bucks. It's now two hundred fifty dollars a month, and they only do one. <laughs> oh, oh, got it. It's called. It's called. God damn it! I hate the new freaking YouTube layout. Repurpose. Repurpose.io. There you go. Repurpose.io. Yeah, I I think I might be trying this thing out here soon. That sounds good. I might at twenty bucks a month. I might throw my first four episodes up there too. There you go. Yeah. No, it sounds like a jam. So yeah, I mean that that was why I was I was struggling. I mean Facebook Live, it, I, I have that relationship with it because it was kind of it's where I started, man. Um, you know, with the Ricky G show, mm. but but I just I think YouTube just has so much more power right now, and and I I really feel like I need to be doing more YouTube. Well, I know I need to also. Yeah, I'm totally underutilizing YouTube, and ideally we're we're on all these platforms. But yeah, you know. Um, Cool. So how can people find you on social media? How can they find your, your new Modern Agent podcast that launches on December 24th? Uh, Modern find- Agent podcast you can find at the modernagentpodcast.com. Right now, it's just going to take you to our Facebook page and group, uh, but I'll have the website up uh, pretty soon. Um, me, uh, Rick Gonzalez you can, uh, on Instagram, I'm rick.a.gonzalez because you know, there's that actor out there with my same name. So I had to put my middle initial in the middle. So rick.a.gonzalez on Instagram. Um, well, you, you say it like it's matter of fact and, and Rick Gonzalez, the actor is a household name. I don't know who the hell that is. You don't Who's know who Gonzalez? he, uh, he was in coach Carter. He's the, the, the little skinny Puerto Rican kid. Like anyone knows who that is. He's been, I don't, but he's, the thing is, is his, obviously his publicist knew what they were doing because they took all the freaking handles on like everything. <laughs> so uh, I have yes. to be creative, you know, on everything. I can't get Rick Gonzalez because he's got them all. That um, little bastard. Yeah, little bastard, I swear. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so Gonzalez on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, it's pretty easy to determine me from him. So just search for Rick Gonzalez. Um, and uh, yeah. Freeport Insider, if you're interested in what's going on in Northwest Florida, freeportinsider.com. Pretty fun. Sweet. Sweet. And we will have links to Rick's social media profiles and Modern Agent Podcast website on our show notes on the Massive Agent Podcast website as well. And then, um, yeah, Rick, is there anything we didn't cover for new agents that you think we need to hit? I mean, we've been yapping for a while now. Um, find a coach or mentor. Uh, and, and that's going to be a pretty broad statement, but even I found a lot of good mentorship in Snapback. I mean, yeah. that's where I met, that's where I met you and Fraser and Chelsea and Neil. And 
that whole group, and I will say that 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 group has been very instrumental in me changing and fixing my business. Um, so if you're if you're not getting mentorship in your brokerage or in your office or even in your your market, find a mentor or a coach somewhere, um, and it don't give me the bullshit about you can't afford it because a lot of the the good people out there are really not expensive. Um, I've had a couple of coaches that I've used over the last couple of years and they're no more than uh, like 79 or 99 bucks a month. And trust me, you can find that if you really want to um, and your, your business is worth it. So, and there's yeah. a lot of awesome stuff for free. Like you said, the, the snap pack real estate marketing Facebook group. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in there. A lot of great people to learn from, but w- like I have mentors that don't know they're my mentors, like <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, like, yeah. I've learned so much and, oh, man. and so much of my business is kind of modeled after what I've learned from him. So yep. he's mentored me from afar. He doesn't know that. Yep. Um, so like listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, uh, read books, like, you know, yeah. learn there's so many good people. audible books out there. Yes. So many good audible books. I mean, if you, if you commute anywhere or if you like, you know, when I pick up my little girl from school, I'm usually sitting in the pickup line for at least 30 minutes make sure you've got some audible books or podcasts on hand and, and just any spare minute throughout your day, coach yourself. I mean, just constantly try to get better. Um, don't overwhelm yourself because I think that's counterintuitive, but you know, get, get help, <laughs> not therapy. Get but yourself get, some help. Exactly. Yeah, get, you know, coach yourself up, put things into practice Try it. If it doesn't work, you know, rinse, repeat. If it doesn't work, you know, that there's so many different ways to do it, but, but you've got to be constantly seeking to get better. And yeah, books, podcasts, YouTube, um, Gary, uh, if you're not watching Gary V, just stop and get in there right now. Um, so much great content in there. The books. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. It was, it was a good time. Uh, Absolutely. Lots of fun. Uh, I appreciated you having me on here, but also being a guest on my show um, and everything that, that you've done over the last couple of years to help me out. So big thank you, thank you. Uh, big fan. And uh, yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, you know, normally after the interview, I go into some other, some other stuff, but you'd actually be a good one to talk about some stuff with. So you, uh, how long ago did you switch brokerages? You switched about I, a year prior to me. Yeah, I've um, next month it'll be two years that I, I've been with EXP. And who are you with prior, Keller? No, no, no. I, I've been with Keller before. I've been with all the big box. I've been with one of all of. Them. I've been with Keller Williams and I've been with um, Remax before. Okay. Um, and then I was with a couple of local boutique brokerages. So I tried small local. I tried big box, um, and I went right before EXP. I was with a. Um, they're kind of they're not super local. They're down in the southeast region, but they're one of those hundred percent brokerages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried that right before, and I only that only lasted like two or three months, um, because I went. Well, yeah. I went. My previous one was a, a local, big one where it was like a fifty-fifty split. But you know, they gave me leads and they gave me a, a CRM and they gave me they gave me a lot of stuff, but they took half my money. And so right. I thought I thought after that I wanted hundred percent. I was like, oh, I can do this on my own. I don't need any of that. And I went hundred percent, but it was too much. I went from one extreme to the other. And so I kind of needed to dial it back just a little bit. So when I found EXP, thanks to Shannon Milligan, shout out, um, that was, it was like the perfect sweet spot where I got my 80-20. I still got my CRM and all my support. 
and flexibility to market the way I wanted to. And it was just the reason why at the very beginning, if you listen to this, I said, when, you know, I found my home, it's because it really was the perfect blend of, of everything I've had before and what I wanted. It was just perfect. So yeah, no, I've been here two years. I haven't, haven't given it a second thought since. I mean, it's, yeah, I love it here. It's awesome. Yeah, likewise. And so I didn't know that you were with 100% brokerage prior because I was as well. And yeah. it's one of the questions I get asked most often by agents that are that are inquiring about EXP or that have heard my story and they're just curious. They're like, why in the hell would you ever give up a brokerage that only takes 500 bucks per transaction, which is what mm-hmm. mine was. No oh, commissions for Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Why would you give that up to then pay 20%? Um, and, and what I always tell people is, and this is what we, we try to convey to our potential clients, right? Value versus cost. Oh, yeah. Value versus cost. Yes. Yep. Maybe you're, you're only paying you know, 400 bucks or 500 bucks per transaction, but what are you getting for that? And what are you giving up? What do you not have access to that you could otherwise that might help you make more money, have a little bit more freedom? Yeah. And so, well, you know, when I was talking about coaches earlier, there's, there's a coach, I'll give him a shout out. His name's Hank Avink. He's over at eXp. And I found him at right after I started. One of his big taglines that he loves to use is you can either pay the price or you can pay the cost. So are, are you going to say that the, you know, whatever your 20% or your, you know, whatever, whatever your split is, are you going to say that that's too much to pay and, and stay with 100%? Are you willing to pay the cost down the road for not making the move? So we may pay the price of the 20% split now, but five, 10 years from now, God knows where EXP is going to be and what the stocks are worth. Mm-hmm. 20 years down the road when it, when you're not even that long, two years down the road, when you decide to switch, I mean, what was stock when you joined? Um, oh, geez. I think it was like five bucks, maybe yeah. six. So when I got in, it was two. Right. You know, and I started so- buying some before I had even really considered it. I was like, oh, that's a cool business model. And I bought mm-hmm. some stock in the uh, around three bucks. Yeah. You know, so anything that I've paid in, in, in a split I've made in my stocks. I mean, my stocks went from two to, I don't even know what it is right now, but I know it's way higher than two. It's so, around 10 and it, and it was as high as what, 18 or 19. Yeah, it went as high as like 17 or 19. So, yeah, but it's, you know, I, that's the thing is like you, you can, you can pay the price now or you can pay the cost later. It's entirely up to you, but yeah. You know, the EXP is not for everyone. So please, if you're listening, Dude. this is not a rah-rah EXP is the only brokerage you should ever think about working for. No, I think anyone out there who is, is not 100% happy where they are, you owe it to yourself to do some research and look into it. But it's not for everyone. There's a lot of people I know that have joined and have left. And that's fine. We're not for yeah. everybody. Definitely not for everybody. You know, but, but I challenge people, even if you think you're 100% cool and happy where you're at. It doesn't hurt if you if, like just by looking at another business model doesn't mean anything like it by looking at a business model doesn't mean that you have to then go join them and give up everything no. you love. <laughs> like, no, it's just like if you have a job, I mean, there's nothing to stop you from interviewing for another job. You can always go interview and see what's out there. You don't have to accept the job if it's offered to you. 
And like, if you're married, you know, there's nothing wrong with going and dating other women just to see, right? No, 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 no. That's no. Not, no. Well, I learned that from you because I was telling you, <laughs> you don't want to do that because that first off, that's not right. That's my bad. wife, I'm pretty sure my wife is in the other room. <laughs> will definitely not be listening to this episode of your podcast. Fantastic. Good. So, uh, <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but there you go. Go EXP. Woo. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's not for everybody, but I, for seven years, was like, oh, I'm only paying $500 per transaction. How could it be any better than that? But I didn't yeah. get what, what potential value you can get from other companies, even though, sure, you may pay a little bit more per transaction up to a cap, but if you do enough deals, like that still makes sense. And especially if you're coming from other brokerages out there, the big ones. Usually, you're going to save money. Like, even if you do the exact same production this year, uh, sorry, next year versus this year, you're going to save a crap load of money. But yeah. then the other coming from the discount brokerage, the 100% ones, like, you just have to see what you get for it. Because if you can get access to a tool that would cost you, you know, 1200 bucks a month uh, if you paid out of pocket, but now you get it for 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about KV Core, which is awesome. Uh, that's worth considering there's stock that you're gifted rick how often do you go and look at like how much stock you've accumulated and um and stuff like that because i i do it every couple months i've only done it a couple times but i did it the other day and i was like holy shit like (laughs) like i've like thousands of dollars yeah that i was like oh i forgot that i even had this going for me but it just keeps piling up yeah, no, I know it's my, I, I don't look at it very often, maybe once a quarter, I'll, I'll go in there. Um, but, uh, or, or some, um, sometimes on rev share day, when I go in to look at my rev share, I'll just kind of take a quick sneak peek at, at what the stock is. But, um, or if I hear something on, on the TV that, you know, markets either, you know, doing great or doing shitty, I might just see where I'm at. But like I said, I got most of mine between two and $4. So I'm, I'm pretty happy, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it is nice. I will say while we're talking about EXP, the, my least favorite thing about EXP, in case there's any haters out there that want a little bit, of, is is the world. It's the the cartoony video game nature of it. Mm-hmm. And this probably won't be popular with some people, but I do. I I, I think it's pretty cheesy. However, yeah. however, let me let me you know regain myself here. It is very 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 effective. So if you can look past the little sims avatar and just accept and and embrace the fact that when i have a problem with my commission check i open up my laptop i sign into the world i teleport my little guys but straight to the transaction office now you take a, a number so while my little guy is waiting in the world i can you know have lunch or play with the kids or do what i got to do and then when they get to me i tell them my problem and my problem is fixed in minutes yes it's not I have to get in my car and drive across town or or, or you know chase people down on the phone. I mean it, it is it is cartoony and, and every time I log in, my little girl makes a comment about daddy's playing video games. I'm not playing video games. But <laughs> you know, so I that's the only rub for me is is it is a cheesy portal. However, I will definitely accept that little bit of cheesy for the the massive effectiveness that 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 system allows me so if if yeah. you're, if you're hung up on the sims avatar because i hear so many people talking about it 
do yourself a favor. There's a, you can find the links probably on Dustin's page, my page, anywhere. You can find the link on how to sign in. Just sign in and go check it out and see how easy it is to get to every single department and get help for whatever it is you need or coaching and training because they have all the training every week. Find all of that help and support at your fingertips so, so, so easily. That to me is, it baffles me that agents can see that value and not reach out and take it. It took me a while before I saw the value in the the world, you know, the, the avatar thing. Cause me too. I was like, you know, everything business model wise, like uh, extra revenue streams, all this stuff. Like I love that and the technology. But then I saw the, the thing and I was like, seriously, I really have to do that. <laughs> but since I've been using it for reaching out to the accounting department or, you know, with help on something, it's so fast and effective. So yeah. I, I now love it because of how fast and effective it is. It, uh, it, it's funny what people who, people who don't want to be open to, to things, they'll just let one little thing like, <laughs> just close the door. They're like, oh, nope, that's goofy. So the whole yeah. thing sucks. They're like, oh, that whole brokerage is terrible, especially with, uh, <laughs> you know, because of the business model, there's some people that get excited about recruiting other agents. And, yeah. and sometimes they're a little overzealous. And, but EXP is not the first brokerage and they're not going to be the last to have overzealous recruiters. Oh, and I get recruiting calls all the time, all from, the time. from the recruiters at the office. So the, the agents yes. aren't recruiting when they, they have, have a designated recruiter. recruiter. Yeah. Yep. And which is funny because normally they do a terrible job, but that's besides the point. I almost had him sign up with EXP. He was like, really? Yeah, I, I've How shown the video that? to a couple of them and they're like, oh, well, yeah. it throws yeah. them for a loop. But um, where was yeah. I going with that? It, people are like, well, I had somebody reach out to me in, in Messenger and they tried to get me to, to sign up. And so, and I didn't like that. So mm-hmm. the whole thing sucks. Yeah. And well, sucks for you, dude, because... Uh, like, look, there's bad apples in every company. And if, if your company has no recruiting incentive whatsoever, you still have fellow agents that are mistreating clients or misleading the general public or doing something that is not in line with how you'd like things to be done. But you're still associated with that company. So don't be so damn yeah. shut off to new things. So, so to wrap this up, if you want to see what the hell we're talking about to find out if it's for you, it might not be, but you know, take a look, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EXP, click play on the video and that lays it out visually and shows you what the numbers look like, like financially, short term. Does it make sense to do? Does it make sense long term? Uh, is it going to save you money versus what your current brokerage is? Are you going to get better technology offerings than what you currently have? Is it worth giving up, uh, you know, a zero or a hundred percent commission model for this? Like it lays it all out. Once I saw that video, that helped get me over the edge. And mm-hmm. uh, looking back, glad I did it. But do yourself a favor, especially because it's the end of the year and people are planning 2019. Go to massiveagentpodcast.com/exp and see if it's for you. If not, no worries. At least you know what all the hubbub is about within the industry. So there there you go. go. Rick, my man, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show. And I'm excited to uh, 
collaborate with you on the Modern Agent Podcast, what we have to announce here in the next week or so. So yes, that's going to yes. be big. That's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm so stoked. So stoked. Likewise. Great cool, way man. to start 2019. Thanks, Dustin. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. So for those of you listening that are brand new, that or maybe you've had your license for a few months or you're thinking about getting it, or maybe you've been in the business for a few years but just haven't had any real success and you'd still consider yourself new, there's a lot of great nuggets that Rick and I talked about. It's just a matter of doing them. But I can't emphasize enough, you have to be honest with yourself about your strengths and your weaknesses and about what you what you like to do and what you dislike because there's there's no one right way to do this business. And you know, some people, even though this show is all about content marketing and attracting business, and you know that I'm no fan of cold calling and door knocking, doesn't mean that every single person must be a content marketer. Not everyone should. Some people are made to cold call and they can do it forever. I think that's very, very few people for sure, but nothing is black and white. Nothing is across the board. Be true to yourself. Really think about what your strengths and weaknesses are and what you want to do and and then dig dig deep into the archives of this show and then definitely subscribe to and listen to Rick's new show, The Modern Agent Podcast. And then also, like we've been alluding to, kind of sneakily and uh, mysteriously, stay tuned over the next, let's say, probably the next episode coming out on Thursday, the 27th of December. There should be an announcement by then about something that we're working on that is the first of us of its kind in our industry, and it's going to be freaking huge. So stay tuned for that. And uh, man, I'm excited for that. It's it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and it 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 just hasn't been done in our industry yet. And once it's done, people are going to be like, "God damn it, why didn't I do that first? But sorry, first movers advantage. At the beginning, I alluded to the Massive Agent Society. So uh, I am the founder of a lead generation training system, a program called the uh, the Massive Agent Society. It's a monthly membership. We only allow one agent per market to join. And it's for anybody who wants to learn how to generate leads on their own over time. Okay, so it's it's for the agent who they're sick of paying Zillow an ungodly amount each month for for leads that suck. Uh, you're tired of Realtor.com. You're, t- you're tired of relying on your team for leads. You're tired of maybe you have been door knocking and cold calling or, or doing direct mail and nothing's really caught on. Nothing. You, you have no traction. You have no real clients coming in. We need to change that, especially as the market shifts. You have to learn how to generate your own leads on a consistent basis. And to me, there's no better way right now for most people to do it and, and there's no better value than Facebook ads. The only issue that most, most agents and loan officers have is what kind of, what kind of ads should you run? Cause I think there's a lot of people that have run ads before, but they might have written it off as, oh, those don't work because you didn't do it right. Or you got in there and you're like, oh, this is confusing. I can't figure it out. And so you stopped. But there are people who have systemized their entire business, like myself and many others, like big mega team agents that have systemized their business from Facebook ads. And if you can control that, if you understand how to do it yourself, no matter what the market's doing, you're going to win. And But you you have to learn how to do it the right way. So 
a lot of people would come to me for one-on-one coaching. They'd hire me for the day for a thousand bucks or, or, you know, 1500 bucks, sometimes um, monthly coaching and, you know, it's expensive. And I thought, how can I do this for more people? Because I'm teaching people the same stuff. And, and they're also asking, Hey, just tell me what ads to run and I'll do it. So I'm like, okay, how can I do this for people inexpensively uh, so that they don't have to hire me one-on-one for over a thousand bucks. And so we came up with the massive agent society and it is a, among other things, it's a database of Facebook ads that have been proven to work for and different Facebook ads. Like if you want buyer leads, seller leads, if you're marketing a listing, if you're marketing an open house, if you're a lender and you want lender specific ads, uh, a bunch of different ones that you can log in to the database, pick whatever ad campaign you want, and then copy and paste everything, the image, the headline, the text, the audience to use, and then go run it. Then, because sometimes you have to make little adjustments, you know, depending on where you're at. If you're in Miami, a campaign might not work as well as in Sioux Falls. I, where is Sioux Falls? Iowa, I think. Maybe one of the Dakotas. Jeez, I'm sorry. I have no idea. I just like the name Sioux Falls. Whether you're, you know, an ad might not work in Portland, Maine, the way it works in Miami and vice versa. So you have to know how to make adjustments. And that's what makes you win. That's what makes you a lead generation machine who can do this yourself long-term and win in this business is learning how to do it. Not just what to do. Anyone can copy and paste, but then knowing how to make little adjustments to make it better or to make it uh, to make it more effective, make it more profitable. And then, you know, how to, how to do other creative campaigns that you're trying to come up with. We hold your hand. I personally am there coaching in our members only Facebook group, providing coaching. We have a weekly coaching call where I help you with whatever you need. Uh, there's a lot of training content, how to content, a referral network built in because there's only one agent and loan officer per market who's allowed. And so, If you want to be a lead gen machine, you need to strongly consider becoming a Massive Agent Society member. We talked about eXp Realty. All of my eXp agents who have who have come join my eXp team, who I've sponsored to eXp, they get free lifetime membership to the Massive Agent Society. So if you are planning on joining eXp Realty, come talk to me because uh, don't join the society, don't pay for it because you're going to get it for free once you. Uh, once you're one of our EXP agents, if you're not with EXP, if you don't want to be part of that and you're cool with your brokerage, that's awesome. That's fine. You still need the Massive Agent Society. So go to massiveagentsociety.com, check that out and see if your market is still available. Not all markets are, but if it is, you can reserve that. You can claim that market for yourself so that no one else will get it. You will be the only one in that entire market running these ads that we're giving you. You'll be the only one in the Facebook group and the only one on the referral network who can get these leads. So, or sorry, that can get these referrals from other members uh, in other markets. So that is super powerful. You also get the free leads webinar, at least one per month. Every time we do one of those, it doesn't matter if it's going to be a free webinar or a hundred bucks for the webinar, you get it for free and the archive of all of our previous ones. So if you are thinking about going and buying one of our, um, you know, buying access to one of our webinars on leadswebinar.com. Don't do that. Just go join the society and you're going to get that for free as, as part of membership. So if you have any questions, reach out to me, but uh, all the info is at massiveagentsociety.com. And I can't stress enough how, 
how important lead generation is, especially as the market softens and changes and people are going to be, they're not going to be able to pay their bills. They're not going to be able to get deals because what they were doing before is starting to not work. When things go from a seller's market to a buyer's market, you know, some things that were effective all of a sudden aren't. We're going to show you how to stay effective and gain market share and not just survive the recession, thrive in it. So that's what that's what the society is, and you can do that for a very small investment each month. And um, you know, most people only need membership for a few months. Like they learn what they need in just a few months. We we don't want you to be a member for you know three years. I mean, that's fine. That's uh, you know, I'm not I'm a capitalist. I'm not going to say say no to that income. But for you guys, you don't need that. So it's it's a temporary thing to teach you what you need and give you support until you can become a lead gen expert and then you're good to go. Massiveagentsociety.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, because this is a free show, I do ask that if you've received any value from the show, if this has been helpful at all, please consider leaving us a review or a rating on iTunes. Those are so helpful in, in helping us to be seen by more people and to grow our audience and, and get more visibility within iTunes. It's like SEO for podcasts. So um, you could do that uh, at just on iTunes, search for Massive Agent Podcast, leave us a review or rating, and that would be extremely helpful. Remember to enter to win our contest. Go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash 2019. Let's see, what is it? Uh, massiveagentpodcast.com slash 2019. Man, I deleted it. Oh, there it is. Sorry, guys. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash 2019 contest to win an hour of free one-on-one coaching and game planning with me and Ryan Serhant's new book, Sell It Like Serhant, which is an amazing book. It's funny and has a ton of great lessons from New York City's number one real estate agent. How awesome is that? Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. Thank you.